0: and welcome to the Over the Barricade Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing. This week, flying solo as Lee Brando has the week off. Um, So he is out for this episode. Because it's a solo show, I'm going to keep it kind of short. I don't want to go too long. Given that it's just me, I appreciate you guys listening through, but uh, I won't eat up too much of your time, we'll go through some of the biggest news and notes from the week, hoping I don't miss anything. Uh, Brando does a very nice job with making sure I don't miss things um, that I sometimes do. So we have had uh, various events have started. We are now just uh, over a week away from WrestleMania 34. So we are getting ever closer to to the show of shows, the granddaddy of them all, the immortal Wrestlemania. I think I started saying Hulk Hogan for some reason. Um, However, they are certainly not the only game in town. We will uh, start off in Japan, where this past Sunday night, Strong Style evolved New Japan's return to the United States. We talked about this on last week's episode going through the card, picking our winners, who we thought might win, uh, especially from the big matches. Basically, they put on a really good show. Uh, beginning of the show was um, it was all right. I mean, it's what you'd pretty much expect from a New Japan show. Although, Rapongi 3K and SoCal Uncensored started off the night and had a very nice match uh, for what it was. David Finley picked up a win uh, in a tag match. We go down to the Bullet Club, and uh, Cody and Marty Skrull taking on the Gorillas of Destiny. Cody and Marty Skrull, of course, uh, at least Cody, not particularly interested in having this match. They end up having it anyways. Ends up being a pretty good match, Um, but further playing into that storyline of who's on whose side in this Bullet Club Civil War that's going on right now. We also have uh, one of the really cool moments of the night, uh, Rey Mysterio coming out and having a conversation with the crowd, essentially saying that he really hated the fact that he was going to miss having an opportunity to wrestle uh, in Long Beach for New Japan, and he did promise when he was healed up, he would wrestle in a New Japan ring. The wrestling business can be fickle. We can't say for sure exactly what that might mean. However, the, the fact that he would say that is very important because I think when you're looking at this down the line, Rey Mysterio has a lot of really cool opponents we've never seen him against in New Japan, and some we have. Um, At least, we've definitely seen him against Jushin Liger before, but as he even mentioned, December of 1996 was the last time those two squared off one-on-one. Should be a really cool match whenever they get there. What we did get, though, was Will Ospreay against Jushin Thunder Liger. Liger has never beaten Osprey coming into this match. That would stay the same. Though, these two did put on a really good match. I mean, Liger, Liger is 53 years old and one of, if not the most accomplished junior heavyweight in Japanese history. Uh, I would e- almost venture to say... In the history of the wrestling business, since those divisions have been kind of noted, except for I think Rey Mysterio probably holds that title, even though he his biggest impacts actually came from wrestling heavyweights. That being said, Liger and Osprey put on a pretty good match for what it was. 10 and a half minutes. Osprey comes up with a win. Uh, sh- big show of respect for Liger, but Osprey grabs the mic after the after the. Matches over and says he is nobody's replacement, and he wants to take on Rey Mysterio when Mysterio is healthy. He is then cut off as Marty Skrull would insert himself into the picture, and uh, this was this is a very good way to go. I think Osprey has got that title uh, locked down for a little while. Marty Skrull is a great opponent. Uh, Marty Skrull is actually going to have a pretty good, well, interesting week. Uh, next week, uh, WrestleMania week, uh, I should say. uh, As April 1st, Soccer Genesis, which I will get to, he will take on Osprey for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. And then, uh, for Supercard of Honor, he will take on Dalton Castle for the Ring of Honor World Championship. So, it should be a pretty good week. Uh, It could be a pretty good week for Marty Scurll. I don't know at this point. I, I really do feel like Scurll going to come up 0 for 2 on those, and I think this Bullet Club storyline is continuing to play out, might impact how he does. I'm curious to see exactly how these play out. I think Ring of Honor probably not as much, although Supercard of Honor is going to be home to the match that I, I'm so curious to see why New Japan gave up, and that is Omega versus Cody, which I you could absolutely have had you could have built to this in such a way that it happened at Dominion or soccer at Genesis, and it would have made all the sense in the world. But Ring of Honor gets a really good match, and they're going to sell some pay-per-views. I know it's going to be on um, Honor Club, I believe, is the name of Ring of Honor's uh, new streaming service. i gotta get, uh got to get Javier to, to look that up for me. But... Um, that is going to be a crazy match, but we would not we would see more build to that somewhat through the rest of this card. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. beating Okada and Ishii. Ishii submitting, although it appeared that it was a referee stoppage, which is something that is allowed in Japan. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. stopping out Ishii in the submission, building towards Sabre and Okada at Sakura Genesis. Sabre, of course, winning the New Japan Cup a uh, little over a week ago. Jay White and Hangman Page, not the best match in the world. They went 25 minutes. Uh, it was a, it was a decent match. It was serviceable, but these these two are just not gonna have quite the types of matches that we see from like Kenny Omega or Kazuchika Okada. But I am curious to see as Jay White continues to progress, how his match quality improves. Uh, Hangman Page, I do love Adam Page. I think he's a fabulous wrestler, but he is not exactly a five-star wrestler, necessarily. Uh, that being said, not necessarily a bad thing. He's is a he got a good character. He's got a good intensity. He's got good charisma. There's a lot working for him, and I would like to see his continued improvement as well. Uh, but Jay White retains his title. David Finley, of all people, which came as a bit of a shock to many who picked up the pinfall earlier against Gato in the second match of the night. He and Juice Robinson defeating uh, Goto and Gato of chaos. David Finley comes out, and he challenges Jay White to a match, and not at Soccer Genesis. This is going to be uh, April 24th at Kirk and Hall. David Finley probably is not going to win that match. I am very interested to see exactly how they build David Finley to that Jay White matchup. Over the next month, they could really do a lot with David Finley to make him seem like a very legitimate competitor and contender for that belt. Time will tell. We'll see how Gato and New Japan book it. To the main event, which would be the one that would pull everybody in, the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, taking on the Young Bucks. This match has been built up over the last month or so, uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega saying the Golden Lovers were the best tag team in the world, and then the Young Bucks coming out to defeat, to, uh, not defeat, to, um, this is where Brando's really helpful, because I'm struggling with what I want to say, which is awful on a on an audio medium, on a podcast, to not know what to say, it's very strange. Um, but the Young Bucks came out to dispute the claim of Kenny Omega and say that the Young Bucks themselves we're the best in the world, so naturally, let's have a match and figure out who that is. I have determined these are both the best teams in the world because the match they put on was a f- almost forty minutes, and it was it told an incredible story throughout the fact throughout that match. Matt Jackson dealing with back issues, uh, which had been plaguing him over the last few weeks, that played into it. Nick Jackson trying to get the save. Uh, Kenny and Kota just couldn't quite put the Young Bucks away so many times. The Bucks came back. There was a crazy spot. I believe it was uh, Nick Jackson with the elbow through a table that was set up on the outside with Kenny Omega on it. And then they went, I believe, another 10 minutes. This match got five stars from Meltzer. Well deserved. This was a fabulous match. And Jay White and Hangman Page had a very different pace just before this. So this... Golden Lover's Young Bucks match really put this card over the top. Strong Style Evolved was a very good card. Definitely go back if you missed it and try and watch it. I believe it is on New Japan World at this point in time. So go get yourself some of that match. We also, it has been announced, New Japan will be following that up with uh, Strong Style Evolved United Kingdom. And that will be June 30th and July 1st. Additionally, we will get another G1 special, and that will be in San Francisco on July 7th at the Cow Palace in California. Uh, they announced that during the show. Um, that was actually Kenny Omega after the uh, Young Bucks match came out and uh, basically called out saying, let's see if we can go sell that building out. And the Cow Palace, in case you're curious, is a much bigger venue. Um they the Cow Palace. It's a pretty historic venue. Um, the it was originally built in 1941. However, if you uh, it, wrestling has been huge at the Cow Palace over the years, and it is a legendary building that um, that still hosts events pretty regularly. Capacity for the Cow Palace for ice hockey, which is probably as close as you're going to get to what wrestling is going to be. 11,089, although knowing New Japan, I'm thinking like WWE stage, they might be closer to the 16,500 that you can get in there for concerts, so this is a huge step up, and a very interesting test, we know that the uh, Walter Pyramid, which is where they just were, sold out in, uh, Jim Ross kept saying during the telecast it sold out in under 10 minutes, I thought it was closer to a half hour, but regardless, it sold out very fast. We'll see how they do at the Cow Palace. I think it will be an interesting look. As they move on from Strong Style Evolve, they go right into Sakura Genesis, which is on April 1st, this coming Sunday. So uh, we're recording this. We I'm recording this on Friday, uh, the 30th, so two days from now, Soccer Genesis will happen. Bullet Club will take on the Young Bucks. Bullet Club, in this case, being Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi. Young Bucks will get their win back. Yano and Ishii against Suzuki Goons Tai Chi um, and Izuka, and uh, this is should be Yano and Ishii, especially after Ishii submitted in the last card. Bullet Club of Fale Tonga, uh, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa will defend their six-man tag team championships, uh, the never-open weight six-man tag team championships. In surprise, not a gauntlet match, they will take on Togi Makabe. Michael Elgin, and Ryusuke Taguchi. Uh, Bullet Club should retain here, but we're not entirely sure. Fale, Tamatanga, and Loa are seemingly a little out of this Bullet Club feud right now, which is a little odd, but we'll have to see how it plays out. Six-man tag Taguchi Japan, which is Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley. Take on Chaos, Goto, Jay White, and Yoshihashi. Um, David Finley, I would imagine, would probably pick up the pin against, uh, my guess would be Yoshihashi to build towards that Jay White match, but we'll see how it goes. We have to see how it goes. That's how wrestling and all of these events work. I should stop saying it. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Hey, I think I got it right. Tetsuya Naito, Evil, uh, the returning Evil and Sonata will take on Suzuki-Gun of Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, and Davey Boy Smith Jr., Archer and uh, Smith Jr. are gunning for Evil and Sonata's tag team championships, while Naito and Suzuki seemingly are in the early parts of a feud for the Intercontinental title that Suzuki currently holds. Should be a good match, although I've also heard rumors that Naito is floating until Chris Jericho is, until that match happens. Uh, But they seem to be playing up this Intercontinental Suzuki versus Naito feud. So I'm for it. That should be a really good match. Suzuki Gun of El Desperado and Kanamaru take on and defend their junior heavyweight tag team championships against LIJ's Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi and Roppongi 3K. Uh remember in the last match these two there these three teams had against each other. Roppongi 3K came in as champions. Bushi hit the uh the spray on to, I believe it was Show, and then Bushi got the spray from Kanemaru, uh, who had some hidden on his own, and uh, the Suzuki Goon members would take the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. It came a little bit out of nowhere, to say the least, but Roppongi 3K will, I I gotta go with my gut, and I think it's Rapongi 3K will pick these belts up again. Um, I think they want them to, to take over that mantle in that, Division that division is very strange right now. It stills Suzuki-gun and Lij obviously their teams together, but it really does feel like Roppongi 3K is is kind of destined to be the top of that division, and I could very easily see them win their titles back, and this feud could continue with another three way match down the line. Will Osprey defends his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team cha- excuse me Junior Heavyweight Championship. I was looking up one against. The villain Marty Skrull, Osprey beating Skrull at Wrestle Kingdom, pinning Skrull at Wrestle Kingdom in that four-way match, was very important as Osprey had historically not done particularly well against Marty Skrull and never booked to beat Skrull. Now, can he continue that? Does Skrull still beat Osprey, or does the junior heavyweight champion retain? Osprey, this could be his year. He could have, he could also go on to win best of the super juniors. Th- this could be a crazy good year for Osprey and Skrull. This, I mean, it just is good to be the villain. That's that's all I can really say. Semi-main, a tag team match. The Golden Lovers take on Bullet Club this time. Cody and Hangman Page. I think Hangman Page is in this match to take the pin from Omega or from Coda or. Cody pins Ibushi. I don't think Omega or Cody get pinned in this match. I think uh, leading into their Supercard of Honor match, I think this is going to be so big that these two don't really touch. Now, obviously, they're going to wrestle each other, but I am curious to see what the psychology of this match is going to be as these two teams go at it. Our main event, the New Japan Cup winner, Zack Sabre Jr., will take on... The IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Kazuchika Okada. And this should be a very clinical match. This will be a little different than anything Okada has done to this point, to my knowledge. Sabre Jr. is getting a really good push from New Japan. Okada's not losing his belt. It's just not going to happen. Brando was right. I very much agree that Okada is going to keep that belt. And it's going to be Okada versus Tanahashi at Dominion for his record-breaking 12th defense if he succeeds. And I think at that point, he'll be over 700 days as champion. So it will be interesting to see how that lays out. But Sabre Jr. should have a very good showing, and this should help him uh, work his way, stay towards the top of the card instead of being kind of the mid-card he's been stuck in as of late. So, we move on to WWE. Uh the dub had another week of programming. Won't go through all the details. We'll just pick up on the things that have changed from last week. Still no Undertaker. Uh, we'll I'll break that down a little bit more in a minute. But still no Undertaker. To this point, Braun Strowman still doesn't have a partner. Uh, Woken Matt Hardy is going to take the momentum from the ultimate deletion right into the andre the giant memorial battle royal he should be a favorite if they're doing this correctly he should win that uh in my opinion i think he's the one who needs it the most roman reigns and brock lesnar continue their feud uh cedric alexander and mustafa ali were in a tag match together and they continue their feud to their cruiserweight championship match at wrestlemania um really not a whole lot happened to be totally honest, the, the most exciting thing that happened in WWE this week, outside of maybe what happened in NXT, would be the birth of the Miz's daughter who came early, uh, Monroe, if I remember right, Monroe, Sky, Mizan, and uh, congratulations to the Miz uh, and to Maurice as they welcome their first child into the world. And now The Miz is a dad. So uh, we are... This is definitely going to come up on Raw next week. I don't imagine Rollins or Balor is going to make fun of him for it. I believe he's going to have a chance to say something about it on Raw. And then we all kind of move on from it as he transitions that into why I'm going to win at WrestleMania. And why I'm... He was, as of Monday, he said 35 days away from being the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Um, unfortunately, I do not have this information directly in front of me. As Javier is uh, slipping a little bit here. It seems like when I'm by myself, Javier not quite doing it. Um, as far as trying to get it done. We'll see if Javier still around here next week. Might be a feaster fired where there's only one briefcase. So... To recap essentially where we are as of today as of March 30th 2018 the Miz is at 588 official days combined days as Intercontinental Champion WWE is calling it 590 cuz it'll work better with Raw I assume he will have he will be on Raw essentially when he says that he's going to clear that The only person in front of him, Pedro Morales, whose two Intercontinental Championship reigns combined at 619 days. 619, yes it is. Um, Of course, The Miz is still one shy of the most reigns ever. Uh, That is held by Chris Jericho at nine. However, The Miz should... Po- could possibly pass Pedro Morales this time through. He will have Miz will have this record before he retires. It's I think it's just bound to happen. But I do see him dropping that belt most likely to Balor at Mania. We will get into that next week. SmackDown, the biggest one of the biggest things that happened: Rusev pinning Randy Orton in a tag match where Rusev and Jinder Mahal beat Orton and Rude. Rusev then is inserted, and we now have a fatal four-way at Mania for the United States Championship. The Rusev Day chance will be utterly insane, and I am going to be completely okay with it. We also got uh, the. We now know what Daniel Bryan is doing at WrestleMania, uh, as it as originally predicted. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon will team up to take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are, if they win at Mania, they will be rehired and get to take their place back on the roster. Interesting that they're going to, it seemingly, start off uh, Daniel Bryan's return with a loss at Mania, but it, unfortunately for his WWE run in a lot of ways, would be kind of fitting. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Shelton Benjamin, cool match uh, for what it was, but uh, then a bit of a promo off at the end between Nakamura and Styles, and now we head into the go-home week for uh, the the main roster. NXT, very uh, intriguing developments this week. At TakeOver, we've had a couple of additional matches added to that card officially we ha- know who our finalists for the dusty roads tag team classic are they are competing for the nxt tag team championships that were um that were um vacated by the undisputed era uh, of bobby fish and kyle o'reilly and uh, Officially, this will be a, I hope I'm not spoiling anything because I didn't watch all of NXT this week, I apologize. Officially, it will be a triple threat tag team match. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne will team up to go against the Authors of Pain and the Undisputed Era's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know how this is going to work because Kyle O'Reilly, excuse me, Adam Cole, is also in another match that was announced this week, a six-way ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship, and we also got the debut of EC3, officially making his debut on NXT, after uh, being written off of TNA last week, uh, excuse me, Impact, I will, I apologize, I will forever call it TNA. Um, Adam Cole will take on EC3, and Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan, and Velveteen Dream, and Ricochet. This should be a crazy good match. Um, WrestleMania thirty-four to this point does not have a ladder match, and they should not have one because this one will more than likely be better. But that should be incredible. Uh, we haven't. I have not yet seen what the North American Championship looks like, but we will. Um, let's see. Did they? Did they show it off yet? No, they have not. So. Uh, we will see who will be the winner of that match and the first North American champion. NXT, I think, could use a mid-card title. Um, that will help because you can get more guys around it. You don't, unlike the main roster shows and Raw and SmackDown, you don't have to have it on TV every week. So it should work fairly well. Additionally, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in an unsanctioned match. If Johnny Gargano wins, he will be rehired. If Ciampa uh, and Champa will be fired. If Champa wins, Gargano will be banned from NXT. So, details and intrigue abound. I, details abound. Intrigue abounds for this match as we have seen this match recently. These two, of course, squaring off in round one of the Cruiserweight Classic a couple of years ago. In what was perhaps the match of that entire tournament, remember when uh, the semifinals included Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. and neither of them made the finals, and then they both went. Now they're both back in Japan and doing much better for themselves. They should not never have signed with WWE past the Cruiserweight Classic. They did a very smart thing. Uh, But can we just talk about the fact that that Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. were both in WWE? And Jushin Liger had a match in WWE within the last few years. Crazy. Uh, We've pretty much covered all the changes to Mania 34. The Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn tag match has been added. Officially, we have the Bludgeon Brothers taking on the Usos in the New Day. Braun Strowman still doesn't have a tag team partner. Rusev is now in the U.S. Championship match. As mentioned, next week is the Go Home Show for WWE as they head towards WrestleMania. So, next week, we will have reactions to whatever happens on WWE television next week. Additionally, we're going to go over what happened at Soccer Genesis. Man, soccer Genesis is going to be very good, and then it's going to kick off what will be a crazy, which should be a crazy week of pro wrestling between Soccer Genesis on Sunday and then, not uh, eight days later the raw after mania whoo it's gonna be very 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 cool that'll do it for me this week thanks for tuning in i went longer than planned but if you guys stuck it out i appreciate it a little weird doing this by myself should have a better plan come next week that'll do it for me we will uh we'll see you next week stay tuned for the plugs like us on Facebook at Facebook.com Barricade Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Barricade Show. And we're now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm Barricade Show or search for Over the Barricade Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Remember that you can follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle at LeeBrando underscore or search for Lee Brando on Facebook and add him as a friend. Send us an email at overthebarricadepodcast at gmail.com for any comments and suggestions. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.